hello, 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 and welcome to episode two of Word Spoken, the brand new podcast. Look at the showcase some of the finest talent on the spoken word scene in the UK right now. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you're not already aware of the format, let me tell you a little bit about how this podcast is going to play out. Each episode is going to feature a different spoken word artist performing three different pieces. Not only are we going to get a chance to hear these poets perform, but we're also going to chat about some of the issues and themes raised in their work, whilst also getting an opportunity to get to know a bit about the person behind the poetry, what motivates them to write, how they got into spoken word, and what's what they've got next in the pipeline. So I'm so excited to bring this to you. If you're not already, please give us a follow on Instagram at wordspokenpodcast to keep up to date with who's coming on to the show next and for any other updates. Also, if you're not already aware, we've started a brand new YouTube channel. One poem from every episode is going to be uploaded in video format, so head over to there and subscribe to keep up to date with the freshest spoken word content and to support our poets. Please like and share and subscribe and all that goodness to support us as much as you can. Thank you very much for tuning in. Anyway, the second guest we've got coming on to the podcast goes by the name of Aisha Therese. To give her a follow on Instagram, please head to Aisha Therese. That's A-I-C-H-A-T-H-E-R-E-S-E. From South East London, she's only been in the spoken word scene for two years, but in that time has managed to pack a lot in. She's performed at the Black Magic Awards, the Banqueting House and at Lambrith Country Show, as well as numerous feature slots all over the spoken word scene in London. She presents the idea that we are much more alike than we like to let on. Her style is unique, her content relatable and her delivery, trust me, it is blissful. Her work allows you to step into her mind and see the world from her point of view. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce her very first piece. This was the first piece she ever wrote, and it was the first piece she performed at her first paid gig. It's a really great piece of work, and it's called 2AM. 2AM again, and I'm thinking about... 2AM again, and I'm thinking, do you think of me sometimes? On your way to work, the Jubilee line, I lay wide-eyed at night, struggling to remember how it felt. How it felt to have your fingers run through my hair. I closed my eyes in despair, pushing the image to the depths of my mind. Roll myself a joint, forget about those times. Inhale the ability to be alone and not lonely. Exhale the possibility that you'll ever phone me. 2am again and I'm thinking about... 2am again and I'm thinking was it all real I just can't tell if your feelings were genuine or was I just being blind I searched through my memory and I can't seem to find any reality to the fantasies you told of trusting and loving and growing old maybe it was my fault I was being naive I shouldn't have believed your stories with such ease 2am again and I'm thinking about It's 2am and I can't get you out of my head All these unanswered questions and regret Makes it easier to let it rest I felt like you wanted me there Like you wanted to feel everything that I felt Like my future was yours We were in it together But when there was thunder You ran for the shelter It's mad 2am again and it won't stop Ticking in my mind like a time bomb 2am again and I'm restless Can't forget the pain when the sun sets 2am again, no more wasting time Can we turn back the clock, throw it back, rewind 2am again, can't ignore it, can't pretend It's 2am, it's 2am again (laughs) 
Aisha, Aisha, wow. You were pulling at my heartstrings with that one. That was such a lovely piece. Thank you so much. How are you doing? You well? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. No um, problem at all. That was, yeah, what a great way to start. You have, you have, you have such a soothing tone when, when, when you speak. That's, that's really so nice do. no but honestly i was <laughs> literally... such a compliment <laughs> <laughs> no but i was literally just listening like Ooh, I, I could go to sleep to this um what a beautiful piece uh thank, thank you very you. much for coming on the show um i want to know how are you doing what's news with you what's up i'm very well i kind of ran here so i'm a bit <laughs> i'm a bit clammy in terms yeah. of the heat but yeah, yeah no I'm, I'm really good you went, i recently you quit so, my job yes so this is what i want to talk about yeah that is tell us all about that because <laughs> yeah. you know what literally on the so last week we had Azon and he uh told us a lit uh, a bit about when he quit his job so i feel like there's a theme with this podcast yeah. anyone that comes on is like quit Everyone's their job just like feeling liberated they are. i like it it's, it's yeah. wicked so tell us about that um yeah so i i really enjoyed my job i was um an events organizer mm. for a charity yeah so it was it, it's very rewarding and i definitely learned a lot however i felt like it was taking up a lot of my time right yeah and it meant i wasn't able to be as creative as i would like to be i, I couldn't go to as many open mic nights and mm-hmm. have as many shows and i really want to focus on that i really want to develop in that sector so yeah i just i needed i needed to quit i needed, needed to, to do it yeah i feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulder i'm, I'm actually ready to dominate the scene <laughs> blame it watch out people you heard it here first <laughs> Literally. so so you you're now so essentially one of the reasons that you wanted to do that right so you can have more time to devote yourself to the spoken word art yes 100%. yeah amazing so uh how was that all going then? What Because w- when I first met you, you were featuring at the Poets Dictionary, mm-hmm. which was an amazing night. It and was. you absolutely smashed Big it. Big up Tyra. Big up Tyra. <laughs> She's so lovely. Uh, you, I just remember you kind of came on stage. You had this like fur coat on, like <laughs> over your shoulders. And I was like, who this? <laughs> Literally rocking up like, what? Like a pimp. You know? Yeah. No, but you had it. You had it. And I was like, okay, okay. This girl ain't playing. um but you nailed it you you did an amazing set and i really really liked it um so yeah what i guess what i was going to ask was what kind of other nights have you been going to what's your kind of is how do you like go to that night a lot um no that was actually my first time going was it yeah so it was it was really an amazing show i'm definitely trying to go back to Mm. photoclopedia yes managed to say it right oh wow Wow. that is yeah i take pride in being able to say it Um, (laughs) it is the hardest name isn't it um i definitely try and go um poetic unity as much as possible it's in brixton every wednesday that was the first place that ever performed that was it okay big up rags he's a g percent he's a g he's like set me up with paid shows and like really just developed me as an artist through yeah. the opportunities he set up for me um so yeah definitely poetic unity um flow flow vortex flow vortex always a shout every time every time i'm there it's like chills it's, that is tingles everywhere yeah no hundred I, i've i've only gone there once right and i kind of rocked up and I, I i'd heard a lot a lot about it mm. And I rocked up and like, uh, um, I was kind of put my name down to kind of come in at the start. And then I didn't, I didn't know the format. 
I didn't know that you all just go up and, and sit on the stage. Yeah. So I was like one of the third or fourth names that they read and like everyone else hadn't quite got to the stage yet. And they said my name and then suddenly I was like, what, you want me to go up? And I was like, no, not now. I'm first. I'm not, I'm not ready. What? Yeah. yeah. But uh, obviously then when I kind of realised it was great, but that, the like standard there is next level. No, it's mad. Yeah. It's shut down every time. <laughs> every time, regardless of who's there, yeah. it's like... It's crazy. The vibes, the energy that's in that room. Yeah. It's amazing. It is really, really good. And uh, yeah, I mean, Flo, what, no, she's such a great, like, she's just MC, monumental. like a host, like, wow. Yeah. Do you, do you, so I, I was told uh, by a couple of the people there that, that uh, so they do a Soho radio show what, every Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, can I remember what it's called? Can, uh, I and I. Um, and when she uh, does that, and I kind of, obviously since then I've been tuning into that and it's wicked. It's really I actually cool. haven't, I yeah, haven't listened to it. Yeah, definitely should. Like, um, and she, yeah, but, 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 but that night in general, I think I haven't ever been to a night where, so then the, basically like the second half, it's kind of more the flow poets mm. part and they just tear it up, don't they? Like it's it's like wow yeah no the definitely. word play and the way the the it ah oh, just the way the audience responses mm. like responds is crazy yeah. like everyone's clicking everyone's clapping everyone's like, wheel it up wheel it up <laughs> that is mad well that is a thing which happened with with open mic nights is they they actually kind of like vary a little bit with that you get some which kind of maybe a bit more like not serious but maybe you know like it's reserved. more about exactly maybe some which are more like reserved and you get others which are kind of like that like flow like for example uh this week i went to the chocolate poetry club oh yeah that is that room yeah. was nuts energetic as well yeah. yeah and it's kind of it's quite small and everyone's yeah. quite close together yeah it's really intimate yeah and, like, definitely awesome so what so would you say kind of those, those kind of nights when you get more of a response from the crowd is where you feel your work resonates more um I think so. I think it it varies. It depends on my piece cuz sometimes I would say my pieces are a bit more serious. Mm. They're not the kind of pieces where you necessarily want people to be engaging throughout. Right. You just want them to soak it in. Yeah. So I tend to I don't necessarily pick what poem I'm doing until I get there because mm. I like to gauge the audience and see like I won't do necessarily a very feminist post yeah. piece. Sorry. If there's only men in the audience actually i might it depends do you get me i like to yeah. i like to gauge the audience and and then kind of see see, see what happens yeah. from that but definitely when the audience is responsive you get a feel for what parts of the poetry people like most mm-hmm. and like whether they actually like the piece or not because if yeah. you just perform and everyone just kind of looks at you like <laughs> it was just like um, did, did you like it or Which, was was it rubbish <laughs> <laughs> that also just can happen sometimes like sometimes your poem is freaking amazing but the crowds is just it's just not their vibe yeah definitely <laughs> like, i went to a like a poetry show in dulwich oh yeah which is definitely more like middle-aged middle class <laughs> yeah and i actually done one of the pieces that i'm gonna perform today oh, okay, and okay. They, most of them were just kind of looking at me like Duh. and i was just like i was definitely the youngest person there as well yeah so it was definitely out of my comfort zone but Bring i still managed to like network with quite a lot of people and it was still a vibe it was just definitely mm. different not having that response the way i yeah. necessarily expected yeah 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 no i mean i guess that's uh yeah i guess that's how it kind of goes so uh one of my other kind of questions to you is how long have you, have you been doing spoken word i've been doing spoken word i think it's like two years now okay 
Yeah, this is within the second year. I think mm-hmm. by the end of this year, it will be two years. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So in that time, you've managed to do a lot. Like you've... <laughs> I don't want to like, you know, to my own horn or nothing. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. I would say so. I think I just, once I'd done it the first time, it was like, yeah, this is me. Yeah. This is like my family. This is my little vibe. And so I didn't, I didn't really want to branch out. I didn't want to do anything else. It was like, if I have spare time, I want to go to a show. Mm -hmm. So I think through just consistency in that way, I've kind of done a little bit, you know. So tell us about the very first time you did it then. You said it was at Po- poetic unity yeah right so ha- uh what kind of poem did you do did it go well was it how you thought it was gonna be i actually did the piece that i just done so it was 2 a.m 2 a.m that was the first piece i ever wrote Stop ever it. yeah i got i got dumped okay. basically yeah and i just was venting into my phone angry fingers <laughs> and yeah that's kind of what came out of it when i went to poetic unity originally i just wanted to see it I just wanted to yeah. just see what the poetry scene was. Because essentially I, I'd written it and then sent it to my friend. And then my friend was like, oh, this is this is cool. This is like poetry. And I was like, oh, yeah, it kind of is like poetry, isn't it? Maybe I should go to a poetry show and see what they're saying. Yeah. So, yeah, I went there. I ended up speaking to Rags, which is the owner of Poetic yeah. Unity. And he was just like, no, go up now. Do it do it now and i was just like no i didn't come here to do it now you didn't even know you were gonna do it no like that wasn't that wasn't my intention i just wanted to see it and then i was gonna return but i ended up doing it that day i love that and i just yeah i came back the next week i came back the next week after that i just loved it since then wait so so that is a weekly show is it yeah Ah, every wednesday every wednesday black cultural archive i've I've seen that all over instagram yeah that's the that's the og place okay is it everyone everyone goes there I need to head down yeah, there then, don't 100%. I? <laughs> I need to it's, head down it's quite intimate as well. So it's yeah. definitely, that's why I was more comfortable having my first performance there. Yeah. I definitely would have, I wouldn't have been able to do it at somewhere like Flow Poetry. Oh that my would God. I would have been jittering like. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah. That's a different vibe in yeah. terms of that, isn't it? 100%. Like, you know, start out at Flow. Yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, no. <laughs> I couldn't start out at Flow anyway. <laughs> I've definitely seen other people do it. Yeah. So big up them, but yeah, I bold. would have been bold. crapping myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, okay. Do you know what I want to do now is I want to have a little chat about your next piece. So it's called Spirit in the Flesh. Yes, it is. Tell me a little bit about when you wrote it, what kind of mindset you were in. Tell me the vibe. What's it saying? Okay. So I wrote this about, I want to say a month ago, something along those lines. Okay. We've got some new stuff. I like uh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. it. We've got it's a piece from the new. start and one yeah. there. Wicked. Definitely. Cool. Um, I think... Well, actually, I had a dream. Part of it was a dream. Um, I reference it in the poem. Mm. It's, um, it was basically a dream that I had. It was like, it was a very weird dream. It was <laughs> so weird. It was like me, but it didn't, it didn't really look like me or sound like me, mm-hmm. but it felt like it was me. It was you. And like, she was like, just, she was just saying a lot of like really positive affirmations and just kind of instilling wisdom into me. I can't even specifically say what she said. Cause you know, when you wake up from a dream, you don't really know what happened. You just see images <laughs> and that's kind of what it was. And so I just wrote like that little bit based off of that um, dream. I also had read the, Oh crap, I've forgotten the name now. The script. 
by Rhonda Bryan, okay. which is about like the law of attraction and mm. you claiming what's yours and kind of reaping the reward in that sense. Okay. So that's definitely the overall theme of the poem. Just me kind of stating that whatever I want. Um, It was just kind of my version of being able to like speak into existence the things that I want. Mm-hmm. So I find it difficult on a day to day just thinking positive things. I feel like I'm quite an overthinker. Yeah. So even if the weather is gloomy, I'll just be like, oh, it's going to be a crappy day, then, isn't it? <laughs> right? So this was my version of like this being able you. to say those positive things. And then when I feel like it, I just read over it, like maybe in the morning or when I'm in a bad mood, I'll be like, okay, I'm good now. Like, let me yeah. claim the day. No, I like that. So, so, so since you've written that piece, it's almost played like a role in your life. You're kind of using it yeah, as a. As 100%. a tall almost that's awesome uh that's cool i I feel like everyone has a different reason for doing spoken word right and everyone has a different outcome that they wish to to like achieve so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the fact that this one you're kind of using as a like active part part of your life is really really cool so um thank you so much for sharing it with us um and i think it's probably time we get jumped straight into it. So this second piece that Aisha is going to do is called Spirit in the Flesh. Everything I want is already mine. I'm claiming it. I ain't wasting any more time. I've already dreamed what life has in store for me and I am so ready. I can feel the Mediterranean seas, the tropical breeze, the sand under my feet. Okay, I can't really. But I swear if I close my eyes hard enough, I can start to hear it. If we're going by Einstein's words, time is an illusion. What's going on is only going on because we're standing in time. We can see it moving. I know it sounds confusing, but basically all that will exist already exists. And this energy I'm trying to manifest. So if you ask me if I'm single, I'll say, nah, my man's not too far. He's just gone to get the car. And yeah, I got my dream car. It's just waiting for me still at the store. This year, I'm all about knowing, not believing. I don't need to know the ins and outs. All I know is what my mind allows. So I'm thinking about that house, that dream husband and that solution. I'm thinking about the happiness and health of all my loved ones. I am a piece of God manifested into human form. I am gold found in the Whitwater Strand mine. I am the planets, the moon and the stars as they shine. I am divine. Like seriously, every single one of us is infinitely divine for the simple fact that we are human a spiritual, biological and physical force with no definite meaning, reason or cause, just present and grounded and healing and moving, just laughing and dancing and healing and choosing how powerful we are. Gold embellishments from her neck to her feet, sheer butter hair swaying in the breeze or a glowing an iridescent purple and green. She came to me in a dream. But when I say she, what I really meant was me, a higher me, celestial being me, ancestors guiding me, me, every experience I've had, every situation, good or bad. She reminded me that my angels have protective forces surrounding my being and not to get lost searching for life's meaning. Her hand reaching over to me to place her finger onto my third eye. Be still, she says, be grounded, be present. This thing you call life is nothing but a blessing. There are no limits to the heights you can fall. There is no ceiling to your potential. Your physical being is only a vessel. Be still. And so I did. 
And so I give when I can, I laugh in the rain, I switch through the lanes, I heal through the pain, more money, more problems, it's been said for a reason, so before I check my bank account, I'm thankful that I'm breathing, I'm thankful that the tides are still forever in my favour, because if they weren't, I wouldn't have been blessed enough to wake up, to open my eyes, to see another sunrise, to feel the temperature dip as the day turns to night, the grass won't be greener on the other side if yours is watered right, and I'm making damn sure I'm watering mine, so I say, Everything I want is already mine. I'm claiming it. I ain't wasting any more time. We must stop telling ourselves that we are oppressed and start reminding ourselves that we are blessed. They can no longer shackle our strength. The most powerful weapon we possess is the light within our chest. She came to me in a dream. But when I say she, what I really meant was me. Her words, the highest frequency my ears could have heard when she spoke. Be grounded be present, be still. This thing you call life is nothing but a lesson. Aisha, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Again, you're, you're, the, the tone when you speak is just so unique and it's, uh, it's beautiful. It's really, really nice. Thank you. It's lovely. That is, su- that is such a great piece and I can really see how you can kind of use that as like you said that that yeah. that you do. Um, amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Honestly, we're no really problem. blessed. Um, so, okay. My next kind of question um, is I want to know of are there any kind of current uh, poets or musicians either that you've met on the scene or that you haven't met that you obviously really, really like that you would say directly inspires your work? Um, I haven't met George the poet yet, but he, I feel like that's everyone. Like you just have to use him as a reference. Mm -hmm. He's amazing. And I feel like before I even stepped into the poetry scene and realized this was something that I wanted to do, he was influencing me. Like I had his um, Chicken and the Egg album on my phone from when I was young. And this was before I was writing anything. So I'm sure from there, like subconsciously, he was influencing me in that sense. So definitely George the Poet. Um, Sophia Thakur, I love her. Mm. I've been watching her since since time as well like since she was like 10 or something so to to, i've actually met her i've actually like performed have you with her well not with her but like at the same show as her but we'll call it with her yeah let's say with her you know (laughs) featuring aisha yeah basically like yeah yeah. no but i was gassed i was obviously i I probably didn't make it clear to her that i was gassed (laughs) i was just all giddy in the corner like oh my god i'm on set it's just it's a really fun day yeah but yeah they had a little um a little like hut and with a little stage and yeah that was my first paid performance nice. and i was performing with like elite people like when yeah. i was looking around i was thinking i'm amateur compared to <laughs> you man like how am i here but surely everyone feels that though on their first paid gig yeah probably surely probably yeah yeah, yeah no it, it was it was wild still i'm oh, so grateful for that day how, how so how like long was the set then that you did um the set was i think 10 minutes so mm. i did two pieces okay yeah, yeah. but awesome. yeah no it, it was amazing still I was, <laughs> I was quite nervous i definitely didn't do it flawlessly yeah let's say that okay but i tried but i tried, tried my best yeah. did like you do any of the pieces that we've heard today obviously not the, that second one you just did but did you do the first one 
I'm not gonna lie, my memory is terrible. <laughs> I, mm, I might have. Yeah. I. Because mm. I guess, because I guess, you know, when it comes to getting your first paid slot, you're probably really overthinking which ones you do. Yeah. Right, you're. I, I imagine you're thinking like, what what kind of crowd's going to be there? What poem is going to resonate most? Like, you probably overthink that. Probably way, way too yeah, much. Yeah, definitely. You're also thinking, which one do I know the most? The ma- like, which one will I be able to actually get through until yeah. the end without fumbling? Yeah, yeah. Because because I feel that is another thing that um, kind of on the scene that I've noticed is that whenever someone memorizes it, right, and they perform it for the first time, memorized often doesn't go quite how they thought it was going to go. But then if they've done it like just one more time, like a couple of times and they've got it memorized, suddenly the like performance element of it comes out. Yeah, 100%. So I, so I can kind of see what you mean with that when in your first featured slot is you've really got to be comfortable with it and know it. Yeah. And have maybe have done it before a couple of times. Did, yeah. Did, yeah. Did you do any new ones or? Like yeah, you- no, I because that was still quite early on in my writing like the, mm. I was still maybe a, only a couple months into actually doing poetry so I'm sure that the the pieces that I did were, were fairly new and I hadn't performed them in other places mm. but definitely I agree like when you do it the first time you're just even if it's memorized you're just kind of running through it memorized in your head like you're mm. seeing the words written yeah. in your head so instead of you actually performing you're just kind of regurgitating yeah and so it doesn't have the same effect that's it you're right yeah. yeah but with practice you know i i mean i guess that's what it takes really like you just got to do it over and over yeah, right consistency and, um so that kind of leads me to my next question is how do you approach are you you briefly kind of said it just now but how how do you approach the writing process so do you do you use pen and paper uh, or do you do it on your phone and then when you come to memorize it what's your kind of tactic um so it kind of depends if i'm out and about like if i'm on a train or something and just some bars just flames up in my head then <laughs> it will most likely be my phone i'll just pull out my phone yeah. notes page quickly jot it down so that i can get on with what i was doing before i lose it if i'm in my house i like to write it mm. for like just writing is really powerful like actually physically with the pencil and the paper like it's completely different yeah it's so different yeah um when it comes to me memorizing my pieces i actually memorize as i write Mm -hmm. so let's say i've written the first four bars in order for me to write the next four bars i'll read over the first four bars multiple times to kind of like i don't know i do it like almost like a flow of words so as i end up going down bar by bar by bar i end up remembering those first couple bars mm. so that's why i'll always remember the beginning of my pieces and then the <laughs> end ends up being a bit wishy-washy because i didn't actually have to go over it over it over that it in often. order to write it yeah yeah so that that's how i tend to remember it and then with the last few verses i just have to repeat 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 right. that's the only way i can remember yeah yeah <laughs> that is interesting it is that is always the hardest bit to memorize is the very end because yeah you're right so it's the bit that you practice the least, the least which yeah. is so dumb because it's always often the most poignant bit yeah definitely <laughs> but i kind of i hate writing the end of yeah. poetry i don't know if it's just me like i'll feel like i'll have a fire piece and then i don't know how to end it so it's yeah. just like oh bleh there's the ending <laughs> bleh i try to like i always go back like i I remember i read a quote somewhere i cannot tell you who it was Mm. but um she said something like 
poetry is never finished only rewritten yeah so even if you feel like you've written and it's done you will always be able to go back into it and change this maybe swap this verse add this little bit on the end so i always end up doing that as well so, oh, you, okay yeah so that's another reason why it's a bit hard for me to remember <laughs> my pieces because my verses overlap with other poems that i've <laughs> taken it from and just switch a rude and yeah, yeah. There's a bit of a mess in my head. I'm not even <laughs> gonna lie. Hey, well, no one w- would have noticed. Trust me. <laughs> uh, that is amazing. Uh, the next thing I wanted to ask you about is: uh, Do you remember at the Poets Dictionary, Poeclopedia? Ooh, was that right? <laughs> I feel like that's a bit off. Poetica. Poeticlopedia. There you go. There you go. got it. Third, third time lucky. <laughs> At that uh, feature slot, which you did alongside Luke AG. Shout, shout out to Luke AG. Big up Luke AG for what, reals. What a talent. Flames. Yeah. Um, uh, what was my question? Oh yeah. The one of the poems you did was about Instagram. Yes. It was. Now uh, I want you to tell me a bit about. I know you're not going to p- perform that on the show, but um, I want you to tell me a little bit about that poem and also like let's have a kind of brief conversation about how we feel that's going in today's society mm-hmm. okay so um that piece is called insta lies which i think is kind of almost self-explanatory <laughs> it's just like about the idea that instagram is a deception instagram is a, a lie almost instagram like you present versions and images of yourself that put you in the best light mm. but that aren't necessarily the most honest representation of who you are um so in that piece i'm kind of i'm kind of buoying all the instagram girls or the instagram baddies and like the lifestyle that they like to portray and just this this like comparison that you do like by default i even i noticed that i do it myself yeah and i still manage to do it sometimes even though i'm aware so i can't even imagine what it's like for the people that don't even realize that they're comparing themselves to other people but Mm. like you'll see i don't know you'll see someone that's half your age and they have money Mm. and you're just looking at them you're just like why do you have money (laughs) and i don't have money and you're just like i'm talented as well like i should be i should be up in that bracket why am i not up in that bracket but obviously like it's just it's really hard to consider the fact that that their life is not your life you know their Mm. their their timeline is not your timeline the things that you have that are lined up for you it's not going to be the same as someone else's yeah and you shouldn't be trying to be the same as someone else no but with instagram it's quite hard to to not do that almost the whole point of it yeah yeah it is uh, and i i I like feel it's kind of quite odd because on the one hand i feel like in the past couple of years people have been having this kind of conversation and 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 that's actually more of of a recent thing yeah but so we are having this conversation of saying okay what is the social media platforms doing to us how is it affecting our mental health our lives and so and so yeah yet it doesn't change. Yeah. It it and and in fact, uh, the people using it or the people getting affected by it are only getting younger or older. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, literally, it's just widening. It's just widening in the demographic. It's, it's getting younger and way older. And the 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 kind of because what it kind of feels like is there's a wave of consciousness with it. Hear like hear me out. Yeah. But what I feel like is when you first kind of come onto these social media platforms is you're completely unaware of their impact, completely blind to anything. It's just, oh, look, I can now do this. I can share that. My friends give me a yeah, like, they like give me a heart. Pictures. Harmless. Yeah. Right. And then 
it's I I don't know what this life cycle is, but it's probably like four years, five years, and then suddenly you start to question it. And I feel like young people and old people, oh, older people, <laughs> are kind of still in that sweet spot. And I met a lot of people our kind of age who were actually quest like questioning it, kind of like we do. Like lots of my mates from uni, we all kind of take a step back. From yeah, hundred percent. But it's it. It's just kind of confusing that one segment of society can be having that conversation and noticing the impact. And then it, it's, you know, users are going up, everything. It, yeah. It's still such a massive part in our life. But for this very reason, mm. I, everyone always calls me crazy when I say this, <laughs> but my child is not having any parts of it yes. whatsoever. They're not even getting a smartphone. I'm not even going to lie. They're not getting a smartphone until no. I say so. Because yes. I've seen eight-year-olds... Right, with iPhone 11s it's super <laughs> and I'm just looking at them like bro I don't even have an iPhone 11 <laughs> so what are you doing on that device that you need to do because when I was that age I had my little my little Nokia yeah with Yo, the with the yeah. one screen the silver one yeah Ooh. with you you know, you know when you have to double tap the button yeah exactly you, you're talking snake all I could do phone calls games that's it text that's it. like a text. text but then text was expensive because you know you didn't want to use up all, all, all that credit of yours I'm not paying 20p up. to tell you I'll BRB yeah no none of that <laughs> none of that more time I'll use that you know that call me back text the free one that Ooh, says call me back yeah that's what you should be doing you're yes. not having no yeah so my child is not having any parts of that because I feel like I have somewhat within myself i've kind of always been a bit secure in understanding that like i don't need to look like other people and mm. i don't need to do what other people are doing but there was definitely still a point in my younger years where i would genuinely be upset about my existence because mm. it wasn't in like it wasn't good in comparison yeah. to those people to those older people to those prettier people like i'd be following really pretty girls on instagram and then i'm just like oh i'm just i thought i was okay and then i looked at you and i realized <laughs> i guess i'm not as cute as i thought i was <laughs> Do you get me it's just yeah no it's it, it's it's not good i just I pattern my Instagram, so I don't necessarily use it that much. Mm. You know, I browse sometimes and I'm I'm very, very picky about the pages that I follow. Like I follow like maybe photographers and mm. artists, poets, of course, mm. musicians and meme pages. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> to add to that list. Yeah. That, so specific and memes. Yeah, yeah. Me no, you have to have some memes in there, you know. Obviously it's, again though, some of the meme pages that I follow at least, they're definitely like um urban and youth centered and sometimes they're quite even the things that they say on there, they're quite toxic. Like mm. they present toxic masculinity or insecurities yeah. and a bit of sexism. Like, mm -hmm. so you, you, even then you have to be very weary with the pages that you're following because you, yeah. you don't realize how much the images you consume have an impact on your thinking and yeah. how you view the world. So I'm definitely like quite conscious in that sense. And I try to pattern as much as I can, like yeah. the content that, I, that I'm taking in. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is, I love that. Like, artists, creative, memes. Yeah, no, you've got to have some memes <laughs> in there. Do you know I need what? to have a laugh. I need to see what? some cat videos and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what I was going to say was, I, I, I don't follow a single meme page. Wait. What? what? I'm, no, I'm actually bamboozled. Oh, yeah. What do you follow? Do you know what? Well, this is the thing. I mean, mate, people that know me will be laughing so much that I'm even talking about this because, <laughs> because uh, I... 
I'm one of those people that like I didn't use Instagram for like two years maybe and I would always be the one like god just get off it's so lame all these toys <laughs> and now this kind of like poetry slash podcast thing has come along there I am like whacking up stories like <laughs> follow me follow me <laughs> like follow for follow like I'm kind of gunning for it and like all my mates are like what what's this uh so but it's weird I, yeah I, it's I guess everyone has a bit of a love-hate relationship with things like that. Yeah. And it's hard to avoid that, isn't it? That's probably the conclusion. But you should definitely follow some meme pictures. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's a couple that will, will bring that a smile will, to your face, will, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. You know, lighthearted, funny, cute, positive. You know, because I feel like in terms of like, if you turn on the news, it's negative. This person's died. Right. That explosion happened. Yeah. Rainforest is burning. Like it's just everything's terrible. Whereas there's certain pages on Instagram where you can kind of refine that news content and mm. everything's more positive. And it's like, yeah. oh, the old lady helps young boy cross the road or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't, that was a bit of a you know switcheroony, but <laughs> it's something along those lines that actually makes you like, oh. My faith has been restored in humanity. Like, because the world isn't that bad. Yeah, the, you know, yeah. you need that sometimes. It is. It is. It is weird when you come across stuff like that. It just grabs your attention. The the, the scary thing about that though is that they, they knew that you were gonna like it. Do you know what I mean? Like, have have you seen that documentary called uh, the the Hack? Which is on no, Netflix. I've, I've definitely seen it, but I haven't Ooh. watched it. You know, right? That I mean, it's terrifying. What, it's is it really about scary. like the internet? It's basically saying so. You know, uh, one of the kind of the like things things at the start so how have the the thing that they say yeah is uh you know have you ever been speaking about something with a friend and the next day you go on your insta and it's like there yeah and it was like so specific it was like it was like purple ski boots yeah, yeah you know yeah. or like definitely french crepes with mustard on them you know <laughs> that, that's a weird example mustard. <laughs> who gets mustard on their crepes maybe <laughs> just someone that dropped some sauce on their shoe after eating a hot a hot dog anyway uh <laughs> What was I saying? But yeah, very specific to what you right. were talking about. Oh yeah, about. that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, and you can, people often think that the phone is listening to them. Mm-hmm. People always say that. So what this documentary said is um, uh, that isn't what's happening. What's happening is the uh, systems which work behind all of these social media apps know you so well and they can predict in the future what you're going to do and what time of year you're going to do it that, they throw you all sorts of adverts and every now and then one of them will coincide so specifically with something you've actually just been talking about or thinking about and it pops up. Yeah, that's mental. In that weird. You know what that's like? You know what that's like? That have, you, have you seen Focus, the film? No, no, no. What's that? It's basically about like, it's got Will Smith in it and mm-hmm. it's basically, he kind of um, almost programs people's minds subconsciously to do things that he wants them to do. So he ends up getting um, some man to basically bet on a certain number of a team and he ends up winning loads of money. But he programs his his mind throughout the day using different symbols and different songs so that he would end up picking that number. Uh, yeah. So it's like the content that we get on our phones is programming us to eventually think of those things. And then when we do think of those things, they have it for us just Madness. ready. <laughs> yeah, that's you we just gotta throw away our phones at this we point. Do. We do. <laughs> okay, so let's get on to the third and final poem, which is called Say La Vie. Uh when did you write this piece? Hmm. I want to say a 
about a year ago. Okay, nice. Yeah. So this, it's, it's like right in the middle of yeah. my poetry life. Mm. Beautiful. Because this, this, uh, you, so basically prior to coming on to the podcast, my guests send me their poems. So I have a big read through and kind of get to know the work that they're going to perform. And when you sent me this piece, like obviously I loved all three, but the third one, I just, it, it, I resonated with it so much. So I'm so excited to, uh, get to hear it on the podcast today. Um, so do you want to just jump, jump straight in? Is yeah, there a kind yeah. of a bit of a preamble? What, yeah, no, no, let's do it. We're going straight in. Let's do it. Okay. So the third and final poem we're going to hear from Aisha is called Say La Vie. The mandem on their ends are not to be feared, but admired. Their demeanor stands strong, though I know that they're tired. Outside the corner shop is where most reside with their Nike pouches, white air forces and on their pedal bikes. School was never something they resonated with because there are certain things the teachers don't teach the kids like how life is hard, but for them it will be harder because mummy lives in a council flat and daddy's skin's darker because they weren't born with silver spoons in their mouths because once you're in the game, it's hard to get out because white privilege isn't something they can experience. And through time and growth, they'll start to see the differences. So instead of living life the way we're told we should, by the bold white man in a suit that knows nothing of the hood we choose to be vacant and you can't blame them abusing illegal substances to make us feel numb no sign of a guardian angel to help us overcome all these difficult circumstances we weren't prepared for still trying our best to ignore those suicidal thoughts because we know a new day will dawn it's just how long will it take carrying so much weight on my shoulders my knees ache till my back breaks and we're not the type of people to ask for help we'd rather suffer in silence demons in our heads screaming like sirens in a tyrant growing in violence we didn't ask to be alive clocking in and out of our nine to five but now we got to do all these things to survive i can't handle the responsibility of my own life thinking to myself why couldn't i be a bird with nothing dictating my path but the innate nature to fly consume and reproduce why couldn't i be the wind gently passing through everything impacting all I come in contact with and impacting nothing at the same time no need for materialism or politics no time for morals or ethics no feelings of heartache or sorrow just a tiny seashell silent peaceful and hollow but still I'll go through my day to day Put on a brave face because I have faith that my situation will change. You can't run in the sun until you have stood in the rain. So even when you feel like you have been buried, it is only in order to bloom again. Aisha, oh my God. Once again. (laughs) <laughs> once again what are you doing to me in here <laughs> this was getting emotion this little uh yeah definitely studio this is a studio yep. not my bedroom definitely a studio yeah <laughs> there's no bed next to there's me there's no beds bed? that ain't no duvet <laughs> um wow that was that was such an amazing piece um yeah i guess what i want to know about that piece about that final piece is uh, what what does that well, you kind of said that uh, your first poem, you kind of recite back to yourself. Is like, is that second one a similar kind of thing? 
Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a third one, sorry, a similar kind of thing. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I feel like with me, when I write my poetry, it's like, it's the only way I can make my emotions like tangible. Mm. It's the only way I can actually understand how I feel. So there's been so many times where I've written a poem just out of like, like really quickly and just out of frustration or whatever the emotion was. And then I, when I read back over it, I'm like, oh, wow, like that's how you're feeling. That's yeah. how you feel about this topic. Like I don't even realize how deeply something has affected me until I read back over yeah. my poetry. So with this piece, I was definitely like, I was like, I was in a bit of a of a dark place, 100%. Mm. Like I was definitely feeling a type of way about life and about my existence and about having to work and just like, yeah. you know, just day-to-day struggles, day-to-day I guess. Stuff. Yeah, so this was like, it was a vent. And it's definitely, this is what, it's my favorite poem I've mm. ever written yeah. by far. Um, there's sometimes I perform it and obviously it's a bit, you know, it touches on suicide and things mm. that some people don't, not that they don't like it, but it's a bit too deep for them almost. Because yeah. I think, I feel like my poetry is quite raw. It's very honest. Mm-hmm. I would consider myself as quite an honest person in general. And so my poetry, I'm just, I'm giving it to you. Like, you're going to take it. You're going to hear what I'm saying. And I don't care whether you like it or not, to be honest, because it's real to me. This is how I feel. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I guess everyone has their own version of doing this, but I do almost feel sorry for people that, that don't have that outlet like uh, yeah. someone that writes does because you know if you didn't process all of these thoughts and then weirdly enough this works as well getting up in front of a room full of strangers and telling them all about yourself yeah. in ways you probably don't with your friends on a daily basis yeah, 100%. like it's like it's weird. that's an odd what how where do you see that kind of clash is there a clash does that make total sense to you or I don't even know. It still confuses me. I'm not even going to lie. It still confuses me. Like, um, one of the pieces that I'd done at um, Poeticlopedia was very, very deep. I'm not even really going to get into it too tough um, today. But um, with that piece... That was one of the one of the examples where I didn't really know how I felt until I wrote it and until I read over it. And I hadn't performed it um, ever uh, like maybe until a year later, a year and a half later. And when I performed it, it kind of opened up those wounds again and made me realize that I hadn't healed as much as I once mm. thought I did. So like the writing process is so healing and so important. And then the performing process is like another layer of healing for me. Like it, it reopens all of those emotions and takes you back to how you felt at that time. And you, you get to see progression in that way because the first time I had performed that piece, I was like getting choked up almost. Mm. And so to, when it comes to like the second, third, fourth time, like it's, I still feel it heavy in terms of emotion but it's not as overbearing yeah so i can i can know from that that i've kind of somewhat moved on and somewhat healed from it Mm. so yeah no it's definitely really important and yeah there is a bit of a clash because there's certain things my friends don't know until they hear a poem and then they're like "Mm, so what's that poem about i'm just like uh nothing none of your business don't ask questions just listen (laughs) yeah no just just take the piece and that's all you need to know i i should have answered all your questions within the piece and if i didn't i'm sorry i don't know i have another job right yeah (laughs) literally 
Yeah, I mean, it is, it, but you're right. It is, it is literally a case of that. And I feel like a lot of people will be able to relate to that. And that, and that's also, I think, if we're honest, not unique to poets, really. Like artists, if you're like a painter, whether you're a musician, and literally any kind of creative outlet yeah. often serves that exact purpose. And most creative people just kind of do that. And it's just what, I don't know. It's just that what is, they do. It's just what happens. Yeah, isn't it? innately. Um, and yeah, when you kind of stop to think about it, it's a bit perplexing. But the world is perplexing. 100%. <laughs> okay, so my final kind of question to you on this Word Spoken podcast is what is coming up in the future for you? So you've just quit your job, as you just said. Yeah. So we've got free time, more free time on the books Ooh. ready to ready to play with ready to rumble give us your lowdown what's what's coming up um so i'm definitely trying to go to more open mic nights yeah. like regularly consistently because mm. it was genuinely like jarring my soul not being able to go to certain events because i finish work late or because i'm mm. tired like it was wearing on my soul so i'm definitely going to be able to go to more open mic nights great i'm going to be doing more like proper established performances so that's good um i'm working on some visuals for some new pieces that i have yes yeah are we talking video visuals yeah video yes. visuals i'm trying to make it a cinematic experience Love also merging that. it a bit with some music um yeah um i used to be like i used to be part of a choir i, I would say i'm quite musically orientated I, yeah. I love music i just love it yeah so to be able to balance the two is like what i'm currently working on and then bringing those visual elements like even when i write i tend to visualize what i'm writing about mm. so i'm really trying to actually be able to paint that picture almost love that yeah i'm um, Oh, sorry. No, I was just yeah. going to say, is there any, like, so that's kind of in the process now and you're going to be able to do that more. Is there, there's a kind of rough kind of timeline, like when we're going to be able to see something from you? Let's say, <laughs> it's like pressure, like, yeah, come on, your homework's due. Yeah, no, let's say early next year. <laughs> okay, cool. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, I need it to, okay, not perfect, but I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Yeah. So it needs to be the way I see it in my head. Uh -huh. And if it's not, nobody's seeing it. So sorry. Nah. <laughs> it's not leaving my computer until it's the way I want it to okay. look. Okay. But yeah, no, I'm definitely in the works. I'm definitely going to like dedicate more time to doing things like that. I also like, um, I draw as well. Mm. So I'm trying to incorporate some drawings into some of my shorter pieces, almost like a mini book thing going on. But I'm not going to talk too much, you know. Cause... Fingers in many pies is, yeah. is, is the answer. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to do. I'm just doing all of this, juggling, carrying, <laughs> rest it on my forehead and stuff. Yeah. Well, wicked. Okay, well, on that note, I think we're going to wrap up. That's been a lovely chat. Like thank I've you enjoyed for it so me. much. Honestly, no, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Because obviously I'm like pretty aware that this is a new project. Yeah. Trust me, like we've got lots of people coming on. And I'm so excited about it. But I'm so grateful to both you and Ace for big being big up Ace. Shout <laughs> out to Ace. No, but I really am. You you guys have both kind of said yes straight from the get-go. Oh, yeah. You've you've come on down to kind of to kind of support this as a concept. And I really do like appreciate that. Um, so yeah thank you very much for your time thank you and uh, yeah your poetry is beautiful <laughs> that so is much. the summary <laughs> <laughs> cheers <laughs>